Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Donald Trump. He's an idiot. What's up, listeners? This is Taylor McGraw, and you're listening to The Bell, a media platform that amplifies the voices of New York City students and empowers them to lead the fight for their futures. This first season, called Hearts and Minds, explores school segregation through the voices of those most impacted by it, students. We've covered a lot this season and still have two exciting episodes to bring you, but we've captured some really great material that we haven't been able to fit into our episodes. So welcome to Extra Credit, a chance to hear more from these remarkable young people. Before we get started with this first Extra Credit, quick reminder, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Bell Podcast. We highlight the best coverage from around the country on topics related to educational justice and equity, especially if it comes from students. All right, I'm really excited to bring back some extra credit material from Noah, the student featured in the first two episodes. If you recall, Noah was one of the few black kids at his mostly white elementary school in Brooklyn. We jump in with him talking about one of his white classmates. Me and Brian, ever since second grade, I helped him draw something during our science class. And he told me I could draw good. And I was, I said, thank you. And ever since then, me and him always were friends. Every time we would get on the bus together, we would get to the bus stop at the same time, coming and going. We used to trade games and stuff. I used to be at his house watching TV with him and his sisters. He used to be at my house. We used to be outside playing kickball in front of the building because we never, I never was in my house playing. I was outside. After second grade, me and Brian had the same classes every single day till fifth grade. Till the day I had to leave. When my mom was transferring me, he cried. I ain't shed no tear. I told him, there's no reason to cry. It's not like I'm not going to be in contact. I'm only ill so far. I'm still in Brooklyn. But Brian and Noah lost contact all through middle school and the start of high school until... I was going over to see my aunt one day, and I saw him. It was just like, I just had so many flashbacks. I just felt young again. (laughs) I thought about second grade. I thought about that first time I met him, and I was just like, that's my bro. That's, damn, I really got to catch up with him. He didn't even recognize me. He actually walked right past me. I had to turn around and be like, Brian? You're like, Noah? I'm like, yeah, what's up, bro? You're like, damn, I ain't even recognize you, bro. You look so different now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you lost all the weight. You taller now. Look at you. You growing your hair out again. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. We, we had that short conversation. He told me his family, his siblings was fine. I'm like, my family's fine too. Um, What high school you go to? He was like, Manica. I'm like, yeah. I go to school for classics in the East. And he like... Never heard of the school. I'm like, yeah, nobody has. And after that conversation, we would call each other sometimes, every other day or so, text each other. We would talk. We just talk. If you missed it, Noah said Brian goes to high school at Banneker, a school I talked a lot about in episode four. Brian is one of just a handful of white kids at the school. He tells me that 
it's not like he he notices it, but he it's like he pays more attention to it than they do. So he just goes with it. The kids aren't hostile to him. They don't it's like they don't care at all. They never really mention that he's a white kid or that he doesn't like he's like a black sheep in the in the herd. They never really make him feel like that. So he just accepts it. That actually made me happy. I actually felt I got nervous that they would treat him a type of way because he the only one. But it's good to know you had the same experience I did. One role model I have was Ms. Johnson, my eighth grade teacher. She she had to start high school literally all over again when she came to America from Jamaica. And it just blew her mind. She was upset, but she used to always tell me what she'd tell herself. It's what happens. This is life. You got to proceed. You got to progress. So do what you have to do. And that's exactly what I did. And, and look at her now. She's a math teacher. And she soon retire, and she soon have pension, and she just enjoying the rest of her life. And it just made me want to do that too. It encouraged me to do that. I asked Noah if he still talks to her. Yeah, she gave me her number. Actually, she wrote it on the back of my yearbook. I call every now and then, check on her. I go to the school sometimes too and check on her. I walk in her classes. <laughs> what does she say when you walk in? Noah? Noah, that you? <laughs> Because uh, when she would call me, none of the students would understand what she's saying. And <laughs> they would look at me like, why is this big kid here? Who is this big kid? And then she would take me to the front of the class and introduce me to everybody. She made me do math on the board for them so she could show who I was and what I did. And then all the other teachers would come and they'd be like, yeah, that's Noah. That's Noah. How you don't? I don't know Noah. <laughs> How did that make you feel? I felt loved. I felt like I, I touched somebody. I reached out to somebody. I felt accomplished. Every new companionship or friendship I make, I feel accomplished. I took one step further to being united with the world. Okay, that's what that's what I want to do. I just want to unite the world because we're all so divide, diverse when we're all just one. Gang activity, that's another way of diversion amongst us. It separates us into our own armies, literally. But in a way, the way it happens is wherever you are in this community, if you, you get caught up in a street life and you join a gang, it's like you feel like you're in a box. You feel like... You're in this one, you gotta protect this one area and you're not safe outside of this box. Once you go outside of this box, it's paranoia everywhere. Everywhere you walk, you're looking over your shoulder, making sure nobody else is following you. It's, it's not the way to live. It's not at all. Do you have friends who are involved in gangs? Yeah, I'll be honest, I do. Does it ever cause any friction in your relationship? No. Because we see, 
We see through it. At the end of the day, we're still friends. We were friends before all of this happened. So we're not going to let that change us or get in between us. Mm-hmm. We keep the loyalty. Did they ever pressure you to like join? They let me be a free person. Mm-hmm. They let me do what I can. They let me do what I want. Especially knowing that I'm graduating this year. They don't want me to get involved in this at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to leave this. I'm just, I don't care where I go. I just want to be away from all of this. I want to be in peace. I don't have to worry about politics and economics and everything clouding my mind. I just want to go somewhere and have a clear mind. I could just breathe and all I hear in my mind is breathing. That brings us to the end of this extra credit. I just want to thank Noah for being so candid in all of our conversations and for putting positive energy out into the world and reminding us that at the end of the day, we're all one. Shout out to my buddy Jeff Baird for the original track you can hear right now in the background. It's called For the Love. Finally, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, take 30 seconds to leave us a rating and a quick review. It really helps new listeners find us. And if you're like me and you don't have an iPhone, no problem. You can do it from your computer on iTunes. Thanks, folks. We'll be back soon. Did you tell your friends about the episode when it came out? Um, yes, I told, I told my closest friends. I told them to watch it, to listen to it. Some of them did, actually. Oh, yeah. Of course, they, they all laughed. They'd be like, oh, look at Noah. Listen to Noah. Listen to Noah talking about himself. Um... It was weird because listening to it, they learned stuff about me that I didn't necessarily tell them. So they start to look at me differently and they start to understand me more. We get closer because now they know more about me. Mm. So it actually made me happy for them to listen and to pay attention to it.